COVID comes to my house. Welcome to season two of the Perpetual Pandemic Podcast. I'm Gina Jordan. My family almost made it through 2020 COVID free. Like many people, we were getting on with our lives, choosing not to stay cooped up, but making sure to wear masks and stay socially distant. Our luck ran out right after Christmas. My family's symptoms ranged from mild to a hospital stay. COVID has a sneaky way of messing up lungs. I know it's one of the hardest things you do, but you've got to take care of yourself. That is going to help you more than a mask. Karen Frost is vice president of development at Capital Health Plan. She previously served as CHP's director of care coordination, and she's a registered nurse. If you have diabetes type 2, hypertension, and you're obese, those three things are probably the worst thing you could have for COVID. She says we all need a pulse oximeter at home, a pulse ox for short. They vary in price, but you can get one in the $10 to $30 range at a drugstore. Put it on your finger for a minute, and it'll monitor your oxygen saturation level. Numbers in the mid-90s or higher are good. Lower than that warrants a call to your doctor. Many COVID patients go into the hospital because of low oxygen saturation. A hospital stay is bad enough in normal times, but at least you can have visitors. These days, visitors are limited, and if you're on the COVID floor, you get none at all. It's a lonely place, and a nurse may be your new best friend. I mean, they're seeing so much death. They've seen more death in their first year of nursing than I saw all my years of nursing. Karen's daughter, Megan Frost, just finished her first year as a nurse. She's 23 years old and works in the COVID intensive care unit of a Tallahassee hospital. We spoke via Zoom. I think the biggest thing is mental health. Like when I go into work, I'm not physically tired. I am like mentally tired. I mean, obviously I work night shifts, so I'm going to be tired either way. But, you know, I've been kind of trying to take a step back. I'm not like working overtime anymore. Uh, I just wore myself out, the, like going into work and working on all these people and doing all that you can and then coming back the next day and they're gone. You know, it's mentally exhausting and sad and hard to deal with when it happens over and over. I think all these nurses aren't saying as much as they could about their mental health. You know, every week we go in and take care of these patients, that they have this virus, and they're there without family. Um, You know, no visitors are allowed uh, to see those patients. We have to communicate, like, over a FaceTime meeting or or just over the phone. And I think it's been hard uh, watching them alone. And I think it's taking a toll on on mental health because of that. And we spend more time with our patients one-on-one if they're able to communicate with us. Have you found yourself feeling depressed or do you know other nurses that you see struggling? Uh, definitely. I mean, I was not expecting, you know, to see all these, as many deaths of, as I've seen for uh, my first year of nursing, for sure. So it's, it's definitely hard watching the patients and hearing the families over the phone. And a lot of nurses have been leaving to go, you know, travel nursing and which is mostly, you know, for the money, but I don't know, (laughs) it's hard. I mean, it's it's definitely hard, but I enjoy it because I'm there with them and no one else can be. 
you're really working closely with these patients and some of them are dying maybe more than would be happening on a different floor, for example. Has anything been offered to the nurses to say, we understand this is a tough time and we want to help you? Right. Yes. We have gotten like a, like a few different emails and they have been offering, I think it's counseling, like mental health counseling, but they don't talk about it as much as you think they would. (laughs) um, I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of people are kind of keep to themselves, at least the coworkers that I work with. But uh, I mean, you can tell that people are drained and and tired and they have offered like the mental health but if you don't see it in your work email you know like you don't really know about it yeah with you working the night shift I'm guessing patients are sleeping a lot of the time but I'm just wondering do they because they can't have guests do you find them really wanting to talk to you when you're in the room yes some people even get like short of breath just talking it's really crazy I mean to see these patients how tired they are but um, I'll like sit in the room in their rooms and like do my charting instead of like sitting out in the nurses station and do my charting you know I'll just spend more time with them I personally think you know it helps to have you know another warm body with them they do try and talk a lot but I honestly try and encourage them not to talk a lot because <laughs> because they do get so short of breath and tired just from talking you know so I do a lot of talking and uh, you know telling them like we're there with them, we're all rooting for them. We've had a couple like really good cases where, you know, people get really sick and then uh, the next day, you know, they'll be improving and they'll get better. You know, there hasn't been a lot like that, but it can happen and these people can turn around and, you know, kind of live their lives. But then, you know, there's other people that they're doing good one day and then you come back to work that same night and like what happened (laughs) you know you know like you were just talking to that person and and they were doing okay and um but I think I think talking to them helps their mental health too yeah if you know a nurse what should you be talking to them about now especially nurses that are dealing with COVID patients yeah I wouldn't ask about work specifically Honestly, I mean, yeah, you can ask like how work's going and everyone will say, oh, you know, like it's going okay, but really it's not, you know, (laughs) they might not want to say that because I mean, we all, we all signed up to be nurses, you know, like we knew we were going to go through maybe not the pandemic, but, you know, go through stress and, and, and that's normal as a nurse, Um, but maybe, I don't know, (laughs) ask a like I'm hanging out with one of my friends later today just to, you know, hang out and, and talk outside of work. Not She's one of my coworkers, but I think we always need time away from work, you know, maybe just to sit down and, and talk about how, how you're really feeling. Because, you know, if you like send a text and, you know, ask how a nurse is doing, they're going to say they're doing okay, you know, probably tired. But I know a lot of people don't want to like talk face to face right now, but I think talking in person or even talking on the phone, maybe uh, and trying to get them to open up, like ask them how they're, how they're really feeling. 
Megan has a trip planned later this month for a much-needed break. In our next episode, we hear about the nursing shortage and what's driving it. It may not be what you think. How has the pandemic impacted your life? Let us know on WFSU Media's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you for joining us for the Perpetual Pandemic Podcast. For WFSU News, I'm Gina Jordan.